In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. On Saturday the 22nd, our very own Buck Baloo will be inducted into the inaugural Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame class. It's another prestigious honor for Buck, and everyone in the Fan family couldn't be prouder. Congratulations, Buck, from everyone at The Fan. For the Buck Blue Show, we are here in the Battery Atlanta getting the week started. Hopefully, your Monday morning's off to a great start. Traffic not too bad out there this morning. How about that? You're listening to The Fan on 680 or 937, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Let them wow you. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. We got Road Dog in the house. DT ready to get to work. Sean Nerney always ready. No breakfast today, though, huh, Nerns? Got to be hungry. Uh, no, actually, I found an apple fritter in my backpack from this weekend. So <laughs> heated that up and we're good to go. Man, it was a great weekend. I had my wonderful, awesome daughter surprise me. Came home from college. They had fall break this weekend. She showed up on Friday, and I went, what? Wait, what? What are you doing here? And then I gave her a big hug and a kiss. Man, that was awesome. Until she had to leave yesterday. All right, time to get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. The Falcons? They get an A. That's right. Coach Art Smith and the team get an A grade for taking down Shanny's 49ers. Good job, Arthur Smith. So much to be impressed with. We hit them in the mouth right out of the gate. We won the first quarter 14-0. We pounded them with an old school run game. Won the turnover margin. Dominated on third down and in the red zone. Crank up the band. Kyle Pitts even scored a touchdown. The defense shut him out in the second half. Speaking of that, thank you, Coach Dean Pease, for changing the culture on this defense. We're changing a culture around this day going place. Yeah, great job, Coach. I'm impressed. Mariota was awesome. Although, was the, the locker room still questioning Marcus? My goodness, what do you got to do? He was awesome. Falcons fans got to enjoy a second straight home game victory. We don't do that. Hadn't done that a lot through the years. So, yes, the Falcons get an A grade for that big-time performance yesterday. And that's exactly what the Atlanta sports fan needed after our baseball team bowed out uh, quite uh, easily in the postseason. 
And look, uh, I tell you, Marcus Mariota's caught, he's caught a lot of criticism uh, early in the season. And I, I tried to set the record straight. <clears throat> I've tried to tell these knuckleheads what the real deal is. These people that have been questioning Marcus and what he's bringing to the table for the Atlanta Falcons. I've tried to tell these guys and ladies that, look, he's playing very well. You got to look deeper than the stat line. Try to get past the fumble or the fumbles. Playing at a high level, 13 of 14 yesterday, leading the Falcons to a victory. Let's hear from Marcus. We kind of expected that was going to be the case, right? Like, um, you know, it's a great, it's a good defense. And um, just kind of got to take what they give you. You know, my goal was just to be efficient throughout the day and just try to give our guys opportunities to make plays and knew that, you know, we're just going to have to kind of slowly dink and dunk our way down there to, to get points. Yeah, Marcus, continue doing what you're doing, man. Playing a really high-caliber brand of quarterback in this Falcons offense. I appreciate you and the job you're doing, and you're going to hear that on the Buck Belusha. You're also going to hear a lot of college football talk, especially now that the baseball team season's over with. Let's get straight to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. What you got, DT? Hi, Buck. You just said it. Heck of a weekend. So we'll start Buck's Top 5 with what was your best performance you saw this weekend? I tell you what, Josh Allen leading the Bills on that game-winning drive in Kansas City to beat the Chiefs. Uh, th- that was pretty awesome. I mean, dude's a beast. Looked a lot like the AFC Championship dude's a last beast. week. Did you see him leap over that safety? Yes. Got another five, and six yards. he's got to have the biggest arm in football. But you know what? He comes in second. Mm-hmm. Because the best performance that I saw this weekend was the Tennessee Volunteer fans tearing down that goalpost. <laughs> And then carrying the goalpost outside the stadium. Now, how does that happen? I mean, you get in these concourses, and it's tough to to walk out of there, much less with goalpost. And then to see him throw the goalpost in the river. Dumped it in there. Yeah, that's I guess funny. when they got had all the fun they could have, they said, "Let's let's go throw it in the river." <laughs> what do we do with it now? All right. Man, I'm gonna say the best performance I saw were those fans tearing down the goalpost and carrying those things right out of Neyland Stadium. Yeah, security tried to stop some of them, but they they weren't having it. Yeah, they gave it up. Well, yeah, that was entertaining. Well, with that in mind, we saw Bryce Young come back. And uh, lead his team, lead the tide. What 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 number would you put on Bryce Young's shoulder? How did he look to you? Gosh, I think he looked close to 100%. Yeah. So I'd say it's probably 95%. I saw him throw it 52 times in the game. I mean, you're not throwing the football 52 times if you've got an injured shoulder. If that shoulder's not close to 100%. And then he took some shots. Mm-hmm. Physically took some shots. Trying to get Alabama a victory, uh, 35 of 52, 455 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, only sacked one time, did not turn the ball over once. Pretty impressive stuff out of Bryce Young. Man, I'm telling you, he looked 95% healthy to me. So you're not concerned about Bryce Young's shoulder moving forward? Moving forward, forward, no, he looks like he's good to go. Yeah. 
All right, Buck. Well, new AP polls out. Nobody cares about that. We want to know what's uh, Buck's new college football top five. Now, I know what you want. You want the people want to know how far did Alabama yeah, fall? Yeah, I mean, can they? Can Have they, they fallen out of the top five? <laughs> Uh, the answer to that question is no. Mm, okay. Alabama checks in my poll at number five. Yeah, number six in the AP poll. I think Alabama, if they played Michigan, they would beat Michigan. If Alabama played TCU, they would beat TCU. I've got Alabama five with the one loss. Tennessee four. Jumping off. Did you see Pollock mm-hmm. had him number one? I, for taking down Bama. I could see some of that. But I got Tennessee four. They jump in the top five. Clemson three. I've got Georgia 2 and Ohio State 1. Now, before the Bulldog fans, you know, get on Come me, Blue, on, Blue. what kind of, you know, Georgia Bulldog are you? I would say, look, we, we beat Vanderbilt. All right, let's not celebrate too much. The 680 team could beat Vanderbilt. Ohio State continues to run the table in the Big Ten. Take down Michigan State 49-20. I've got the Buckeyes number one this week. So, Ohio State one, Georgia two, Clemson three, Tennessee four, baby, Rocky top. And then five, I've got Alabama. All right, that's your Buck Blue top five, but we still got more to go. Moving on, number four in our Buck Blue show top five. Always a fun one, Buck. Who was your player of the week? Oh, the player. The player. Uh, I thought Chris Rodriguez, the Kentucky running back, was... He was pretty awesome, man. 30 carries, almost 200 yards. Yeah, Chris Rodriguez, man, looking pretty good. How about Kyle Van Treese? Got to fill me in on that. You're looking at me like, who is Kyle Van Treese? Fill me in just a little bit on that one. He's the Georgia Southern quarterback. Ooh, yeah. They took down undefeated James Madison over the weekend. And dude dude threw it 64 times for Georgia Southern. At Southern? Man, things have changed down there. This is his sixth season. Transferred in from Buffalo. Played for the Bulls up in Buffalo for a few years. So, yeah. No, I'm going Jalen Hyatt, the receiver for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Five touchdown catches. Five in one game (laughs) against Alabama. My goodness. Have a weekend there, Jalen Hyatt. Big timer, six catches, five of them touchdowns. Amazing. That's efficient. Yeah, that's your player of the week. All right, Buck, finishing up the top five. Everything you saw this weekend, what was the biggest surprise that Blue saw? Uh, Troy Anderson getting 13 tackles for the Falcons. <laughs> no, that, you know, that was in the, the, the argument, all right? They uh, narrowed it down. No roughing the quarterback penalties in the National Football League. What's yeah, going on? That's nice. Biggest surprise to me, I saw Eric Gilbert, Rick Gilbert, on the field for the Georgia Bulldogs. He got some playing time. Caught two passes, one of which went for a touchdown. Yeah, good to see him just out on the field, and especially actually producing a little bit. Yeah, and I tell you, uh, you can tell the team really loves this guy because of the way they reacted. He scored that touchdown, and I think every player on the sideline, whether they were dressed out or not, went up to give him a high five or do that little secret handshake thing everybody's doing or giving him a big bear hug. You can tell the team really likes Arik Gilbert. So does Carson Beck and Stetson Bennett, I believe, too. So, yeah, that was a big surprise, finally seeing him out there on the football field. Woo! There's the top five. Buck's top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Hey, I like those Falcons red helmets, too, brother. 
Man, those things. Oh, yeah, that's a good we, one. Uh, we should go back to those full time. A lot of people agree with you on that one. That's yeah, a good look. Yeah. Yeah. A really good look. All right, coming back on the other side, we got a big deal coming up on Saturday, a huge here in the state of Georgia, and we'll talk to the founder about this coming up next. Plus, we'll chop it up one last time on the show and talk about Stetson Bennett. It's the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Fans, 680 and 93.7, man, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Try to squeeze it all in. Getting this week underway here. A little disappointing with our baseball team, but knee-deep in football season, baby. How about those Falcons getting the job done? All right, let's go to the uh, Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. Bring on I.J. Rosenberg, founder of the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame. The big event coming up. On Saturday, uh, IJ, and uh, I know uh, you've put a ton of work into this, man. I mean, logistically, this thing has been a huge challenge. It's a good thing you've put together a great staff, I would imagine. Yeah, Buck, how you doing? And and it is, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate. This was something that uh, sort of came into play uh, very, very late last year. Um, I was, of course, very involved from, you know, you were talking about the Braves and, you know, from 91 to 98 was a beat writer for the Braves for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And 97 uh, actually went up with Phil Negro uh, to the Hall of Fame, escorted him, and then Don Sutton the following year and really got into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, was on a couple of committees and different things. And then uh, about five years ago, started my Hall of Fame at my high school, which was Lakeside, Lakeside in DeKalb County. I know, Buck, you remember that from from your days in football, we were we had a pretty good team. We won as good as Aldosta. We had some great state, you know, won a couple of state championships and stuff like that. And then Robin Hines, who's the GHSA director, executive director, Dr. Hines and I started talking. And I said, you know, what if we get in, work together, and do a Hall of Fame for players? And he said, thought about it and said, you know what, there isn't one. You know, there's one for coaches. Uh, up in Dalton, there's one for athletics directors down in uh, in Savannah, that area, but there's not one for football. So, you know, what I did was went out and uh, raised uh, a lot, a good amount of money because we did not want to do something like this until we felt like we were financially secure, at least for a couple of years, uh, which we were able to do. And we're going to pull it off one way or another. It's Saturday. Uh, it's this coming Saturday at uh, at the College Football Hall of Fame, and uh, it's going to be really special. We've got a great VIP pre-event early on. 
Uh, we'll have the ceremony around 7. We will be streaming it. Of course, we do our Friday night football games through CBS 46, which is Atlanta News First now, and Peachtree TV. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we will be streaming it on that. And then in a couple of weeks, on the 6th of November, we'll have a one-hour special at 8 o'clock. That's a Sunday night in prime time. A uh, one-hour special. And I've got to congratulate you. Not only are you on the board, Buck, uh, but you're going in with this first group. And, uh, you know, when we did the voting, it took us about three months. I mean, you know this, Buck, to get down to 100 players. It was almost impossible. I mean, we left people off like Dan Reeves, uh, the former coach of the Falcons, who was a sensational high school football player, went on, of course, was really good at South Carolina. And then with the Cowboys, Pepper Rogers wasn't on it. It was really difficult. And then we voted the top 36. And, of course, you were in, you are in that class. We're really excited to have you, Buck. Uh, and I'll name a, a couple of others in a few. But the other thing that we did was we have nine pro football, NFL football Hall of Famers. And we, um, we went on and automatically put them in. And, Buck, you know why. It was very difficult on some of the players like Richard Dent and, and Rayfield Wright that had played at all black schools. There wasn't a lot of information on them. You know, back during when they played high school football, uh, for the most part, the schools were still segregated. So we decided since they had uh, sort of gotten to the apex of college football, excuse me, of uh, pro football or of any football, uh, that we would put all nine of them in. So it's a total of 45. Uh, you know, people like Champ Bailey, Herschel Walker. Uh, we've got some great names coming Saturday. And, Buck, you'll get to, you'll get to see the guy you, you handed the ball off to a lot. And uh, you'll get to see a lot of other Georgia players because there's going to be a, a lot of Bulldogs represented in this first class. Yeah, especially from that decade of the 90s where you got uh, Garrison Hurst, uh, that's the 80s, Andre Hastings, and then the 90s, Heinz Ward, Matt Stitchcomb, Eric, Eric Zier, Terrence Edwards, uh, just tremendous, David Pollock in the 2000s there. Uh, George is going to be well represented on Saturday night. What was the uh, the motivation, IJ, to get this going? Because it, I think everybody that follows Football, they're aware of how great high school football is here in the state of Georgia. Well, I think the big thing was was the feeling that I got when I did my high school. When we brought the play, Lakeside High School started back in 65. And when we started bringing, you know, we had our first class. And you got to catch up because, you know, that school is 55 years old. And we'll have to catch up on this as well. But I think, you know, what I noticed over the first couple of years, Buck, and I know you're in Hall of Fames, is – the way those people felt about, you know, coming back and seeing everybody and sort of in, a, in their mind reliving um, their high school days. I mean, I loved my five years of high school, uh, which, you know, we had sub-freshmen back then uh, in DeKalb County. <clears throat> but I loved my years, Buck, in the 70s. Got a chance to play for Wayne McCreel, who was a great coach. So I think the, the, the reason that I decided that I wanted to just move forward with this was was because, first of all, I want to honor the greatness like you. And, but secondly, I think the big thing for us is we're going to be able to tell the story of high school football in Georgia. And this includes a lot. I mean, our, you know, the oldest is Bob McWhorter, who played back in 1907. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, we went on to Georgia, was a great player. Then Clint Castleberry. Uh, who was a freshman All-American at Georgia Tech and then was killed in the war. I mean, there's just so many great stories. You know, we got three Heisman winners um, that are in this class. 
excuse me, we've got, you know, Herschel, uh, Charlie Ward, and, of course, George Rogers from Duluth. And, And let me say this about Charlie Ward. Guys like him and uh, and Champ Bailey and some of these other guys, they are so excited about this. I mean, they're bringing 30 and 40 people to the event. Um, and not on top of that, we our Friday night game this week is Brooklyn at Grayson. So we've changed that into a Hall of Fame game. And we'll have a pretty good amount of the Hall of Famers there that, you know, we'll put them in there with, uh, you know, with Brandon Adams and Rusty Mansell. Uh, in the box, we'll have them on the set. We're we're doing a tailgate and everything like that. So it's going to be a really really exciting weekend, and people still have the opportunity to come. Uh, they can buy a ticket for the VIP event, which includes um, the ceremony, or they can just buy for the ceremony. And you can get your tickets by going to our website, uh, which is scoreatl.com. Uh, so <clears throat> I think Buck is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful Saturday, and uh, I just can't wait to, you know, to honor uh, something that we've been heavily, heavily involved in since I founded SCORE almost 20 years ago. Longtime member of the Atlanta sports scene, I.J. Rosenberg, the founder of the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame ceremony, inaugural class going in on Saturday. Just so excited. Can't wait to see all these guys together in the same room, I.J. Yeah, Buck, and I did want to say one other thing about the Braves because I know you let in with them. It was a sad week. It was a big sad weekend for me with Alabama and the Braves losing uh, on the same day. But same thing happened, Buck, in 1993. You know, I covered that team that that had to chase the Giants, and there was no wild card back then. But they chased the Giants, uh, finished with 104 wins, and then they played Deport. You know, they played very uh, scrappy Phillies team in the you know in the what was the NLCS then. Uh, and ended up losing that series. So I think the Braves, you know, they ran out of gas. They really did a good job catching the match, but I really feel like they they just ran out of gas. IJ, thanks for taking time to be on today. Looking forward to talking with some of these guys uh, during the course of the week, and we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks, Buck. IJ Rosenberg, man, getting a, just a, a great job. And it's got to be uh, really exciting for him, too. All this hard work you put in. And uh, you see everybody showing up, ready for the inaugural class induction coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Big time stuff. Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, so disappointing. A great uh, two-season run leading into this postseason. But, man, it came down to a crashing stop. Up in Philadelphia, we looked exhausted, listless, and I think we forgot we got a score to win, right? Dansby, two for 16. Riley, one for 15. Harris, one for 14. Rosario, Ozuna, 0 for 8 apiece. Contreras, one for 8. That's 5 for 69. Those guys hit a combined 072. Gosh, no wonder we came up short in the divisional series. Now to the elephant in the room. Life without Dansby Swanson, who uh, today woke up a free agent. And so the question now is going to be thrown out there. It's going to be talked ad nauseum here on Sports Talk Radio. Will the Braves pay market value for Dansby, which is roughly about $25 million a year? <clears throat> or are they going to ask Dansby to take that hometown discount we talk about so much, it seems, around here? A hometown discount. 
For a guy that delivered the two best seasons ever for a brave shortstop? Just can't see that happening. Let's hear from Riley. He's already saying he can't imagine life without Dansby. No, I can't. I hope more than anything that he's back with us. He means so much to his team. All he, all he wants to do is win, and that's somebody you know you want you want on your club. So time will tell. But you know, I, like I said, I hope more than anything that he's, he's back with us. Darno came up big. He swung the bat, six for sixteen in the series. And he also was busy talking about Dansby after the loss. Uh, he's meant the world to me, especially as a new guy coming over. He he helped me get accustomed to this organization right away, um, welcomed me with open arms. And the longer I've been here, the longer I've seen and noticed how big of an impact that he has on every single person in this clubhouse. Everybody loves him, and everybody wants him back here so we can continue this run of good baseball here in Atlanta. I hope he's back. Yeah, we all hope he's going to be back. So let's hear from Dansby. Uh, after the series and the season came to an end, Dansby uh, stepped up to the microphone, and here's what he had to say, the message to the team. That I love him. Pretty, pretty simple. Losing always sucks. Uh, they all hurt, so can't say I've ever been good at dealing with losing, and this time's no different. Yeah, so here we go. We're going to be talking a lot about this in the coming days. Man, I feel sort of bad for Wellstar. We're on the orange deck where we park at here in the battery, a big banner over the parking deck with Dansby representing Wellstar. Gosh. Hope for the uh, Wellstar and the Atlanta fan base at Double A is going to find a way to work this thing out. In the orange deck. That's <laughs> where uh, Westy crashes occasionally. And there you go. That's us chopping it up one last time for this baseball season. Sort of sad, isn't it? Speaking of chopping it up, man, uh, Arnett's Chop Shop in Chambly is throwing a big tailgate for the biggest college football game of the year. Georgia and Florida, you're going to take in the big game on big screens, enjoying big game day eats and a big open bar at Arnett's version of the cocktail party. Listen to my show all week for your shot at a pair of tickets to the big tailgate at Arnett's. VIP access opens at 2 o'clock. General admission attendees uh, get get in starting at 3, and then the party goes on to the final whistle. To learn more or to purchase your VIP and general admission tickets, go to arnettschopshop.com. you got to be 21 or older to win. That's arnettschopshop.com. And we're going to give those away right now at 404-231-1680, the number. Your chance to get in and uh, enjoy the cocktail party from Atlanta, believe it or not. So we look forward to the big Georgia-Florida game. And then after that, man, we're looking forward to the big Georgia-Tennessee game. That's what we're looking for. Speaking of the Bulldogs, uh, let's get to the roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20. Get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog round.
Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glog Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Yeah, speaking of the Georgia-Tennessee game coming up November the 5th, so 20 days and counting. For that big showdown game, I uh, did a little research. If you're looking for game tickets, see the Georgia-Tennessee game in Athens between the hedges at Dooley Field and Sanford Stadium. I was looking at StubHub last night, and tickets starting at $500 each. And that is the lowest price tag on a ticket that I saw. We're talking $500 to get in to see that Georgia-Tennessee game. And why not? The SEC East top spot's going to be on the line. A a puncher ticket to the SEC championship game on the line. A legitimate shot at the college football playoffs on the line. This thing's going to be huge. We've talked some about the Georgia home schedule not being very impressive. Well, here's the big one this year. And I guarantee you Bulldog fans all over the Deep South, they're not going to want to miss this one. Getting a ticket to this game, there's going to be some competition out there for that. Looking forward to seeing that. Want to talk about Stetson Bennett. I know a lot of Bulldog fans and members of the media were a little concerned and, and doubting the mailman for not having a touchdown pass, I believe, in two or three games in a row. Now I was never concerned. Want to throw that out there. Seems like a lot of fans and media members were uh, going on and on about, say, he didn't have a touchdown pass. What's going on with Stetson? Is that shoulder really hurt? Well, I think he showed you on Saturday everything's A-OK. 24 for 30, 289, two touchdowns. 24 for 30, that's an 80% completion rate. And did a great job distributing the football. Again, 11 different receivers touched the ball with Stetson Bennett in the game and I really like what they did Uh, for the most part they cleaned it up on first down and 10 they didn't have as many second down and long third down and long situations so I think they took a step forward as far as that's concerned going to be some uh, the schedule's going to tighten up here the rest of the way so they needed to get better offensively on first down and 10 Uh, Dylan Bell and Jackson Meeks Continue to improve at that X-wide receiver spot without Ad Mitchell in the game. A.D. Mitchell not in there uh, again. So Bell and Meeks, two of the young receivers, continue to get better and make a little bit of an impact at the X-wide receiver spot, which I believe is the weak spot on this team right now. Hey, the defense stepped up. 30 yards rushing they allow. Didn't give up a single point. Very impressive. Let's hear from Kirby uh, bragging on Stetson a little bit after the game. Well, he made some better throws early. I thought uh, he's played well. He just he hasn't made all the throws early. That, that, that one over the middle to Marcus early really helped him. He had the one high one to uh, Darnell. Uh, he threw over the middle. But outside of that, I thought he had good rhythm. Uh, he did a good job uh, throwing in his own. Yeah, it's always good to have good rhythm on the football field as the quarterback. Let's hear from Stetson, too, after the ball game. He... He wasn't talking about a great performance. He was talking about they still got work to get done. Are we going to cash our chips in after, you know, so-and-so games, or are we going to keep going, keep going, know that this isn't over until it's over, right? We, we take it game by game. 
we, we, we do our job that week, and then all of a sudden it's time to do our job the next week, right? And that's just how it goes. I mean, this game, what, seven? I mean, what? It felt like it was the uh, first scrimmage of fall camp, like yesterday. Um, so it's flying by. Yeah, and look, that senior year, your final year, that goes by really quick, man. You got to stop and smell the roses every single day as a senior playing in the college at the college level, man. You want to put your arms around and slow that pace down a little bit. So uh, leading into the Tennessee-Georgia game, you got Tennessee. They're going to face Kentucky the week before they come to Athens. So the hope is the Wildcats are going to rough them up a little bit soften them up a little bit coming into Athens. That, that is the hope for the Bulldog fans. Now, the dogs are going to be down in Jacksonville, and I, I wouldn't take the Gators lightly. And I don't think Kirby's going to allow that to happen. So The Bulldogs are going to be facing the Gators before they come back home and take on Tennessee. Heupel versus Kirby. Boy, that is a good head coaching matchup going on there. Hooker taking on Stetson Bennett. And you look at Hooker. Number two in college football and total QBR. And Alabama would testify to how successful Hooker has been this season. Stetson Bennett, number number 11 in total QBR out of 131 teams. I would say Stetson Bennett, the mailman, is delivering, and he's delivering on time. So a lot to look forward to as far as the Bulldogs are concerned from this point forward. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we had a really uh, double-take, eye-opening thing happen at Georgia Tech, and it's got nothing to do with the hiring of the new athletic director. We'll have that coming up next in the Nugget. Glad you're with me. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Fan 680 and 93.7. We appreciate you, man. Let's get this work week started with baseball now in the rearview mirror. A little disappointing, but uh, hey, man, we got the Falcons winning. Bulldogs are in the hunt, staring down at a huge game with Tennessee coming up in now less than three weeks, 20 days and counting. You know, as a, a member of the media, uh, a fan, you can, you know, just look past. Uh, the games that are going on leading into that big showdown. Like, uh, imagine just overlooking the Georgia-Florida game. Or if you're a Tennessee man, overlooking the game against Kentucky. Hey, look out for that one, brother. Kentucky's going to try to ruin it. 
And so are the Gators. As a matter of fact, Georgia with a, a week off. And really, uh, Tennessee has the week off, too. They're playing Tennessee Martin. So both teams would be uh, healing up, resting up. I think Georgia and the uh, Kirby and the Bulldogs will practice today and tomorrow and then take the rest of the week off. So they try to heal up and get ready for what appears to be a really tough stretch run, starting with Florida. you got Tennessee. That month of uh, November looks really rugged. Speaking of Georgia, man, hey, Georgia fans, T-Mobile and 680 The Fan, we're teaming up for your chance to win tickets to see the Bulldogs in Athens, courtesy of T-Mobile. Stop by the T-Mobile store. Coming up on Friday in Flowery Branch, we'll be broadcasting the Buck Blue Show, be broadcasting live from the T-Mobile location at 5900 Spout Springs Road in Flowery Branch. You got a chance to enter and win tickets to an upcoming Bulldogs football game. Plus, afterwards, from 11 to 12, I'll be sticking around signing copies of my new book, Inside the Hedges. Hope you'll come out and say hello, uh, pick up a book, and... Uh, Talk a little Georgia football with us. That's coming up Friday. T-Mobile in Flowery Branch. Let's get a college football nugget in there, brother. Mm, tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. I saw this news on Friday afternoon, long after my show ended. And I thought, wow, this is really odd. What's going on with this? As the Georgia Tech running back coach, Mike Daniels, resigned on Friday. Now, the jackets were off this past weekend, and Mike Daniels reportedly was out on the road recruiting for the Yellow Jackets and resigned. And I thought, well, okay, we got a, a coaching change going on with Jeff Collins out. No telling who gets the job. You know, you can't blame a man for moving on in the job market and taking another job when his is in jeopardy. But yeah, I don't believe it was Mike Daniels resigning to take another job. Uh, experience tells me. Reading the tea leaves tells me they told Coach to go ahead and clean out the locker. His services were no longer needed at hashtag 404. And they uh, elevated uh, Donald Hill Ely was elevated to an assistant coach and uh, takes over the running back job for the rest of the season. Nernie, I mean, what, what do you, what's your take on this? Uh, he re resigned on Friday. He was out on the road recruiting. I, I think he was told to come on back and turn in the gear. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask Joe Ham about that. I'm just, uh, I'm well, all no, excited I've about talked to Joe Ham about it. And, uh, you know, just again, reading the tea leaves. What else could it be? I don't know. I'm sticking with the positive. The fact that we just uh, took the assistant AD from uh, Alabama and hired him as our new AD. I'm pretty uh, Jay Bat, I believe. I'm pretty uh, excited about that. Yeah, and fundraising has, is his thing, reportedly. And I was just telling DT in here, I don't care how, you, how good you are at fundraising. If the people you're selling to are not excited about the product, they're not buying they're not buying. Well, I believe if it continues like it's going right now, 
there's hope out there that you're going to have Georgia business, uh, Georgia Tech business people, alumni that want to be a part of this. And I tell you what, Coach Key, man, he's got to be on that A list as it stands right now, two and zero. All right, picks of the week. Uh, the final word uh, went two and zero this week. Thank goodness. NFL had the Eagles minus six and a half. Now I was feeling pretty confident early in the game, and then uh, here come how about them Cowboys? The Eagles held them off, so Eagles covered. That seemed like the easiest bet on the board. Looking at it. And then in college football, I had Clemson minus three and a half. No problema there. Two and oh weekend, baby. Leaves me six, seven, and one on the season. You think it's easy picking these winners? All right, that's going to do it for the Blue Shows. We get the week started. Uh, very nice of uh, I.J. Rosenberg to come on as we get ready for the inaugural class of the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame coming up at the College Football Hall of Fame on Saturday. Appreciate IJ coming on the show. It's going to do it for me. we got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stick around for that. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air. Deep center field and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.